Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. You got it. It's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. Mike Kapler with me. Getting set for our weekly delve into the grace of God, His goodness, His mercy, His love. So many great things to talk about when it comes to that. But Cap, I mean, if you go to, and, you know, we don't like putting down the church, but if you go to so many churches across the United States and around the world, unfortunately, you get a lot of bad news. You don't hear about God's goodness and His love, or maybe it gets touched on, but you hear really a message that leaves you thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know where I stand with God. And uh, we're here, hopefully, to kind of help you to not have to feel that way, but to know that you have great standing uh, in the eyes of God. He loves you and he cares for you. So, Cap, what's up? Well, we certainly aren't down on church, and, and that's the truth. It's just that, by and large, for the most part, churches have been missing something. And you know what that is? It's the gospel. <laughs> yep. Other than that, you know, things are okay. Other than that, uh, everything's you know, fine. You get to meet a lot of people and, you know, that kind of thing. But, good social but seriously, you know, the, you're right. I mean, it's not always good news that you hear when you go to church. And there's a lot of people out there who, who don't think it should always be good news. You need a balance of good and bad, uh, a balance of grace versus law. Uh, the very things that the Apostle Paul <laughs> told us to, to avoid. And uh, we'll get into some of that stuff another time probably. But we want to just share from our heart a little bit here today, I think, about some things that really keep people from experiencing the, the full blessing of new life in Christ. If you're new to our podcast, growingingrace.org is where all the archived past programs are. We've got o- over 400 of them on there. We've been, has, has it been eight years yet, Joel? I can't remember. Um, yeah, over eight years. Sometimes yeah. it's hard for people like us to remember these things. <laughs> yeah, how but. long has it been? <laughs> uh, I just remember 05 is when we started, and so we're in 2013. So Yeah, if I could remember that, then I wouldn't have any problem, <laughs> would I? Uh. <laughs> exactly. So, Got to remember one right. thing to remember the rest of it. Well, I was mentioning to you before we started our program today, Joel, that um, before I came into a true understanding of the grace of God, what the gospel really is, and I'd spent a lot of time around religious circles and came to belief in Christ at a young age, um, not talking about just attending church here, but I, I came into a personal relationship into the knowledge of that as a youngster. But until I came into the the knowledge of God's grace and the understanding of God's grace, until I came to that for many years, <laughs> for for many years, I had never heard somebody say that my sins had been forgiven past, present, and future. Never heard that before. Now, I knew when I came to Christ that uh, I'd been told I was forgiven. And one of the first things somebody told me in fact, they led me to the knowledge of the Lord, and, but one of the first things they told me was they were trying to instruct me, you know. But unfortunately, it, I, it, I just dug a deeper hole as the years went by. And, uh, but they said, yeah, you know, if, if you mess up or, you know, you say a bad word, 
because I was young, what else, what could I do wrong? You know, <laughs> bad words I could do. But you know, if you if you mess up or you sin or something like that, just ask God to forgive you, and you know, move on from there. So I had it in my mind, based on what I had been taught, not only from that person but throughout the church world that I had attended, that I was forgiven up to this point. But obviously, I wasn't going to be perfect over the course of the next hour or the next day or the next week or whatever. I just wasn't. I was going to have another occurrence of sin in my life of some kind, uh, whether it was outwardly, inwardly, you name it. And so, I, you know, what do we do after that, Joel? What do we do when you don't think you're forgiven anymore? What would you do? Well, if you don't think you're forgiven anymore, then you need to either do something to please God or ask him for forgiveness. Exactly, again. And that's what I did. Yeah, and again. over and over again. And yes, again. exactly. And again, yeah. <laughs> and the, the parallels between that and the Jewish people under the law of Moses, under the old covenant back at that time, for those people who were under it, the parallels between what they went through and what I was doing with the constant confession of sin and asking God to forgive me over again, rededicating my life or whatever you want to call it, there were a lot of parallels between what I was doing and what they were doing under the Old Covenant. I just didn't have animals, and it wasn't quite as burdensome. I had the fast food forgiveness <laughs> going on here, Joel. Right? I didn't have to go through all the things that they did, but I was doing it over and over again as if I wasn't forgiven. Uh, I could easily just go into my bedroom or you know, in my car or whatever and just talk to God and clench my fists and say, I'm starting over again. My slate has been wiped clean because I asked you to forgive me, and I know the Bible says you'll forgive me if I confess my sins. And so I'm going to start all over again, try a little bit harder, and there it was, back and forth. We went for many years. Yeah, it it is a back and forth. It's a, am I saved? Am I not saved? Am I really forgiven? Am I not really forgiven? Did I ask enough? You know, was, was I sincere in my asking God for forgiveness, why, if I was forgiven, why did I keep on doing what I did, or why did I do it again? So many questions come up if you don't, you know, if a person's not rooted and grounded in the fact that they were completely forgiven of all sins, past, present, and future, and that that forgiveness happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus was on the cross. You know, this is a this new covenant that we're in, it's a, it's a what some people will call a blood economy. And we've been through the book of Hebrews a few times on this program, or at least through several chapters of it. And if you look in that book of Hebrews where the writer is explaining what happened with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, he mentioned blood over 20 times, because that's what this new covenant is based upon. Our, our forgiveness was based upon what Jesus did on the cross, the shedding of his blood. And it was never based upon our actions, it was never based upon our asking for forgiveness. I mean, if you look in the whole entire New Testament, there's never that phrase, ask God for forgiveness. You just won't find that phrase there. You'll find some things that look similar to that, but you won't actually find that phrase. And, you know, we can talk about like what you were mentioning there, Cap, First John 1, 9, where it says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to cleanse us of all sins and all of that stuff. But we need to realize, of course, that when John was writing those words, he was writing to a mixed audience. He was writing to a church that had people in there who didn't believe that sin was a problem, that sin was the issue. And so he was writing, telling them, hey, 
we need to understand that Christ came because there was a sin issue. It did need to be taken care of. And if you confess, and that word confess actually means to acknowledge or to agree with. If you agree that there's such an issue as sin, and you, can, you confess that, you agree with that fact, then you realize, all right, Jesus did come for a reason. Jesus really did come in the flesh. And for the unbeliever, that's really a word for the unbeliever to confess that the Lord Jesus came to do away with sin. And then... That person receives the forgiveness that was provided for them 2,000 years ago on the cross. But it's not a word to believers. It's not a word for us to, like you were saying, Cap, over and over and over again, to ask God for forgiveness every time we mess up. But rather, we need to be established in the fact that through that one confession of Christ that we made, we receive that forgiveness of sins, past sins, present sins, and all the future sins that we're ever going to commit, all covered uh, through what Jesus Christ did, not through what we ask for. Yeah, and it just shows how little I knew, because of course it had to cover all sins, past, present, and future, which I'd never heard before. Uh, otherwise, we're all, we're all in big trouble, and Jesus would have to come back and be sacrificed over again, like what they had to do under the old covenant with the, the animal blood. And of course, we know that he doesn't have to do that, because why? It was one sacrifice for all. That's what the book of Hebrews tells us, so that we don't have to keep going back over and sacrificing animals, which couldn't take away sin, or re-sacrificing Jesus, uh, who did take away sin already. And if it's been, if it's been taken away, and, and your sins, we, we are now en- have entered into a new, uh, a new and better covenant established upon better promises. In Hebrews chapter 8, it says that. Because of that, our sins have been thrown as far as the east is from the west, the sea of forgetfulness. God said to the prophet Jeremiah that we would enter a covenant where he would remember our sins no more. Why? Because they were taken away at the cross. They were removed. We've been reconciled. Joel, I'm, remi- I'm, I'm reminded, Joel, of Second Corinthians 5. If anyone is in Christ, are you a believer? I like the phrase you said, Joel. There is one confession. The confession of Jesus Christ, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, and and just believing in your heart, God raised him from the dead. And even the ability to believe, that is a gift from God. So it's not something you have to work up on your own. I don't know if I can believe. I I can guarantee you, you can believe. Just simply believe. It's already built in you to believe. God designed it that way. So 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, and actually there's some neat stuff Paul said leading up to this because uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 starts with the word therefore, so you know he was talking about something that's connected to this. Mm -hmm. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And we've talked about this before, but old things have passed away. It's talking about the old things of the inner man, your spirit. The old stuff, the junky sin, the sin condition that you were under, that mankind was under, was removed and replaced with the righteousness of God, the very nature of God. You're a new creation. Old things have passed away. When I say the, the phrase passed away, under normal circumstances, you would think I was referring to somebody died or uh, possibly uh, the Vikings quarterback just threw a football. Um, but seriously, <laughs> passed away. We did die. 
we died and received his life. So old things passed away. It's got nothing to do with our performance or our actions. And then he, he goes on to say toward the end of the, of the chapter there that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses to them, not counting their sins against them, and has, has committed to us the word of reconciliation. And to be reconciled, you know, looking that up in the Greek, it just means to be exchanged, to reestablish, to restore relationship with, to make things right, to remove an enmity. And that's what God did through the work of the cross. And that's the thing that is even so much greater than simply being forgiven. You know, we've been given new life in Jesus Christ. Forgiveness as I've heard it put before, was basically the prerequisite. We needed to be forgiven in order that God could exchange you know, our, our old life in Adam with his very life. Leading up to that exchange, we needed to be forgiven of sin. And when a person will realize, wow, I've been made a new creation, forgiveness isn't even the issue anymore. Yeah, I mess up. Yeah, I do some things that are wrong. But that's not the issue anymore because I've been made a new creation. What matters now is living from that new creation that I am. Maybe we'll talk some more about that next week because we're running out of time here on Growing in Grace. So more talk about how we've been not only forgiven but made new. Coming up next week on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.